You're living the dreams, DP. Yeah. Devil may care attitude. <laughs> Strong guys. Beautiful girlfriend. Sorry I'm late. I was rounding up all the gluten in the world and launching into space where it can't not hurt us ever again. Kiss me like you miss me, Red. What in the ass? My name's Cable. I'm here for the kid. What? The kid? Move or die. Kids give us a chance to be better than we used to be. He needs you. You're a lot smarter than I look. <laughs> I ain't letting Cable kill this kid. But I can't do this alone. We're gonna form a super duper group. That's what we're gonna do. Our group will be forward thinking, gender neutral. We will be known as X Force. Isn't that a little derivative? You're absolutely right. Now, cue the music. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years, rocking my hands. What's up with the females? Tell me they got that in slow motion. Doing the right thing is messy. But if you want to fight for what's right, sometimes you have to fight dirty. And that is why the man bun is just a millennial mullet. Oh, God, I wish I finished college. It lives up to the hype. Plus, plus. They probably won't even make a three. Yeah, why would they? Stop it, too. You killed it. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Welcome to Joygasm, where we chat about video games, movies, and pop culture. I'm Russ, Xbox Live Toaster 360. And with me is my disease-free sibling, Steve, Xbox Live. Steve Vich, as we begin episode 72 on May 19th, 2018. To get the most out of Joygasm, follow us on social media of your choice and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.com slash TV. Not to mention Spotify. Also, for exclusive access, check us out at Patreon.com slash Joygasm. Today's episode is dedicated to the review of Deadpool 2. We're going to be giving our high-level impressions of it, like we always do with all of our movie reviews before drilling down into the spoiler zone. But before we get into that, I'd like to be able to stare into those cobalt blue eyes of my brother, who I have not seen in about one whole week. Steve, just... How you say... How's it hanging over there? <laughs> well, now that you've breathed all over me and filled the air <laughs> with uh, your exhale, uh, I'm doing okay, Raj. Just okay. Yeah, I'm doing fine. You're not doing dandy. Um, you know, no, no, you know I'm not gonna, you know, cheerleader it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. I'm not great. You know, I haven't won the lottery or nothing like that, Raj. You know, you should be just head over heels because you're looking at your brother. I am. You don't need to win no lottery for you to be doing good when you are three feet away from this fellow. That's fella. true. You know, 
I was uh, I was gonna do our Twitch dealy do since you were absent. Yes, from this from L Studio, and uh, Twitch doesn't let me sign in under us over on my Xbox at the other house. It doesn't like you. No, it doesn't. And they're there. I'm not gonna be a, a, a you know a negative Nancy. You you do realize you could have come over to me, Casa. Well, I was getting to that. Oh, okay. Because uh, you see that that would be kind of odd if I if I knocked on the door and be like, hey, uh, so I'm gonna use your TV upstairs. Uh, Russia's wife, you could do whatever you want. Okay, yeah, go take a bath, light some candles. I'll be upstairs gaming, you know? You do realize your family, <laughs> like, she knows that we have this yeah, thing that I we know, do. I know, I know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. We didn't talk about it beforehand. I don't, you know, I just figured I'd play it right, safe. Right. Fair enough. But I did do a little bit of gaming. What'd you play? Uh, still more Sea of Thieves, Russ. I've been actually gaming with this guy from uh, England. Um, the guy who, who you did an impression of last week where yeah, you made him sound well, Australian? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. No, so <laughs> we uh, we were starting to play, and and we actually, there was a skull fort that appeared, and we were doing a bunch of missions, and it was one of those where right when we got there, the last wave was already on and we just totally bombarded the ship and uh, had a lot of great luck and wow. just like finished it off, took all the loot and they came after us. Like they totally rammed our boat. They found us on the map again and then we destroyed them a second time and then we got to the outpost, unloaded everything, got all the winnings and they found us a third time and we're just, un- you know, barraging us with cannon fire and then we got I mean, they must what, you, you sank them a third time? Yeah, you better believe we did. And so did you steal their treasure three times as well or no? No, okay. no. We stole it all just once. They didn't have anything the last two times, the, the second, the, the last two times. So yeah. uh, it was just them kind of trying to get revenge on us. And we were just going, no, no, we ain't sinking. <laughs> <laughs> sounds very gratifying. Uh, my friend goes, or he's not really a friend, but my, my online acquaintance goes, oh, <laughs> they F with the wrong crew, didn't they? <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> but I, I didn't have you yelling at me in my little earpiece. You were gone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so how, how was it being away, right? Oh, it was productive. I had to go down to Houston to do some video production work for the Museum of Fine Art of Houston. So it was fun. I had never been there before. They have this big building that um, it's apparently costing them 450 mil, uh, which they have gotten through various donors and whatnot. Typically, big buildings cost a lot of money, Russell. It does. This yeah. one was, was just a fantastic building, though. And actually, the museum building itself was a block away. This building was actually an art school. Oh. And it's, of course, affiliated with the Museum of Fine Art Houston. It's right up your alley. It is. And the building was just, oh, my gosh. The, the architect, whoever, I, can, I don't even know who it was, but they did such a great job. I mean, it just... It, the whole thing just makes you want to be creative while you're on the property. It has this wonderful like front plaza area. It's just very open. The, the actual shape of the building, it actually starts at the ground level and, and almost looks like a very long triangle. It like goes all the way up. And then there's a, a rooftop garden at the top, which actually when you go up there, 
Yeah, I'd say you're about four stories up. You actually have a pretty decent view of just kind of the the distance um, of Houston in terms of like the where the medical district is versus the downtown area, that sort of thing. That happens when you're high up. You get a view of uh, the cityscape. Well, you know, when you're in Texas, everything's flat. <laughs> and so it's very difficult to be able to get a good view of things here and there. <laughs> I was going to say, did you did you find your creative juices flowing and then you found out it was just kind of muggy inside? You're like, oh, no, it's just oil. I was going to tell you actually what was flowing <laughs> was with sweat because it was incredibly hot and humid down there. Yeah. And actually, at least half the shots that we were having to do were outside because we had to get shots of the architecture. We had to get shots of people. <laughs> Uh, reactions and and just oh my gosh like I was bathing at least twice a day <laughs> oh, man <laughs> it's just absolutely I didn't know I could sweat that much plus <laughs> I could see you going oh, I just feel so creative right now <laughs> oh no nope nope that's a loogie yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but it was great though because it's essentially kind of in this soft opening it's commemorating the, the building itself and all the folks who've been involved with it and mm, so good. we've been able to actually have some really cool interviews we got to interview the director of the museum of fine wow. art Houston, which was really nice. does, is she a listener of the show uh, i don't think so yeah okay great no 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 uh doesn't mean he won't ever be right he, you know he he might at some point but no, it was it was very productive it was really cool but i i missed you i you know what i went to the theater to watch the movie and I had to sit all by myself. And then I went to the you know, the box office, and I went, one, please. <laughs> not not two. I'm not with my brother. Just one ticket. No one's with me. <laughs> so I sat down, and I'm like, mm, what's up? <laughs> hey, what's up to you? Yeah, yeah, just me here sitting by myself. Was the theater pretty packed? It was not a hundred percent full. I went. I went at two in the afternoon, so okay. it wasn't like prime time, you know, sh- show time. Everyone's bringing their dates and all their friends, you know, right. night out kind of thing. But it, I mean, it was mostly full for sure. You know, another movie I went to go see while I was in Houston saw Avengers: Infinity War uh, for the third. Yeah. Third time. I still got to see it for the second time. Third time's a charm. I went with my video team and it was uh, it was I, nice. Again? Didn't you see with them the first time? No. No. Oh. I attempted to... Well, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're doing there. Mm-hmm. That actually was not with the video team. That was actually with a different part of <laughs> the... That, uh, that was the audio team. No, <laughs> no, 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 those actually were. Let's, let's see. To to be uh, completely specific, it was. Uh, I was with a project manager, mm. a uh, content strategist, and the janitor. <laughs> and I can't. I think there was someone else. Oh, I was uh, with one of the. <laughs> so nice to hang out with you guys. <laughs> I'm always cleaning up after you. Front end developer leads actually was with us as well. I feel like there was someone else too, but janitor. Yeah, uh, I'm not exactly. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot that guy's name's not important. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was a treat because actually we I got to see it again with some other folks who one of which he had seen it one time before, but the other person had never seen it, and he, Steve, was quite impressed. Blown out of the water. Completely so. Had he been following all the Marvel movies? He had not. Oh. He is not a big like comic guy. He's oh. he's actually not even a big movie guy. Oh. 
But I was able to convince him to go to the theater and he watched it. And he <laughs> he liked it so much, he was on fire to go see Deadpool 2. Mm. And he has never seen the first Deadpool. And I was telling him, oh look, you know, gosh. you don't need to see it because, you know, I completely understand if you want to watch it. No, no, he he was in a Marvel mood after that. Wow. So <laughs> I don't care if I have no clue what's going on. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling a Marvel high right now, man. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, overall, it was uh, really productive. I got to say, I was getting homesick. I'm glad to be back. Um, I'm just, I'm looking forward to being able to sleep in my own bed. Of course. And uh, and I just, I miss playing games too. I did bring my Nintendo Switch. (laughs) I will have you know. However, I didn't get a chance to play it the entire week until the flight back home. And and actually, for the first time, this is actually with the same colleague who uh, I was just speaking about. He brought his Nintendo Switch as well. I didn't know you could do this, but did you know that you could actually like connect your Nintendo Switches if, if they're close enough in proximity? Yeah. So you can actually play games together like yeah. that? Yeah. What I thought was super cool is that we, so we're on a flight. We didn't have to check into GoGo Flight or anything like that. You can actually just get on get into this, like this Nintendo local area network kind of deal. And so the entire flight, he and I were like playing Mario Kart, Mario Kart like yeah. racing as each other. And it just made the flight go by super fast. It was great. I was like, I've never tried using this feature on the Nintendo Switch. And it's, man, like, I can't wait to do that again. I don't know if you'll ever get a Switch, but I mean, it's something that like, oh, they just they make everything so easy. Like the UI is super easy to navigate through and very clean and whatnot. So did everybody on the, all the passengers around you were like, Hey, can I, can I get in on that? <laughs> what was kind of funny was I did have a lady sit next to me who like, I could tell, like, I think she'd be into gaming. Right. Like she was coming down and like, I already had my switch out playing and stuff. And of course, you know, as you can tell, I, I have my Batman t-shirt on. And I, it's, I think it's one of those like, yeah, these, this, he's one of my people. So she just sat down and she was on her iPad and stuff. And she would like glance over and see what, like which racetrack we were on and sort of thing. And, he, and she could tell I was like yucking it up with the guy behind me. Yeah. So, but yeah, more gaming specific things. Okay. So last week before I left for Houston, I actually bought the Mercy Pink Skin in Overwatch just because they were doing that whole, uh, I think it's like breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. Definitely wanted to show some support there. So I did get that particular skin. Haven't actually played it, you know, in or used it in the yeah. game. I am, I think I'm getting close to the end in God of War. I think I'm getting pretty close to the end game portion of it. So I talked to our good old friend Brad via text. Actually, I talked to him today, and he texted me to let me know that he has beaten the game. Of course he has. But see, I, the, the, the funny thing about it was that I was actually ahead of him for a long time, and then, of course, I'm gone for seven days. Oh, there I have you access, go. And he's, he's able to catch up, and then he, he beat the game. But he thinks it was amazing. He thinks it's an amazing game. So, and then, he, of course, he was asking, can I remember where I left off. And so I was kind of telling him. And so then he says, yeah, if that's where you are, then you're basically like at the end. So I was like, okay, no, no, too far to go there. Also just tonight, Steve. Oh, when I got back home, my lovely daughter wanted to have some daddy daughter time and she wanted to watch you play some games. So I played some Peggle two 
And I was really surprised about this, but actually I didn't realize I had not fully beaten Peggle 2. I realized that. You do? Yeah, you said that to me. I did? Yes, you did. When did I say that? You said that a couple weeks ago. That I had not beaten Peggle 2? Correct. Well, let me tell you, tonight she got her very first credit sequence. She was watching all the credits go up on the screen there. It was very fun. And then we switched over and played more Rayman Legends, which that game is just fun. It's just a fun, happy game. Like she, she's really into those two right now. So, anyway, I mean, I, th- I think that's about all that I have to really report at this point in time. I mean, I, I think I would have more to say, but like I said, I was kind of indisposed hmm. for a little bit of time there. Well, let's uh, dead pull it up, right? High level thoughts. Steve, what did you think of Deadpool 2? I thought it was... I thought the action was better in this one. Mm-hmm. I did. I thought it was not as funny as the first one. Really? Yeah, it's still funny. I just didn't think it was as funny. Okay. I think that with it, when you're watching the first one, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, here it is. It's rated R. It's a comic movie. It's going to be crass. I get it. But I don't know how they're, you know, whatever kind of keep it a fresh open mind. This one, I thought, okay, I know how Deadpool is. They Mm -hmm. have to up the ante a bit. I know, you know, all these jokes that he's going to be saying. So they're going to have to raise the bar. They did. I just didn't think they raised it as much. Mm -hmm. Um, But they did raise it. I thought, but I wanted to laugh more. I wasn't laughing as much as I was watching. Yeah. I hate when I think faster than my mouth can move and I can't catch up. Uh, so yeah, I, I basically, I, I didn't think it was as funny as the first. I had fun with it, just didn't laugh as much as I wanted to. Gotcha. I really enjoyed the movie. I actually, man, I was laughing like crazy when I was yeah. in there. I actually got a headache. You told me, yeah. I was laughing so hard. Like there were parts where I was just laughing, laughing. I'm like, and. Actually, my my colleague uh, noticed I was like grabbing my head because I could tell I was getting a headache. I was trying to like squeeze the headache away, but um, yeah. What's interesting about the the movie overall is I would say the first one I think I like just slightly better than the than the second one. The first one just had I think like uh, just a perfect balance. But, you know, it's difficult to say, like, after uh, hearing myself say that, I mean, they're, they're so neck and neck with each other. I, I, I think I agree with you in the sense that the action, of course, was much more like, whoa, like, like, just yeah. impressive, that sort of thing. I mean, I think it's definitely a worthy sequel. Yeah. I mean, as far as sequels go, it's it's, it's awesome. It's, yeah. a, it's a very good sequel. Real fun. Real fun. The first one had to set up the groundwork. So, of course, it's going to be not as action-packed because we're just meeting Wade Wilson supposedly for the first time, even though we saw him back in X-Men Origins. Right. Uh, so, we're seeing that as Deadpool for the first time. So, I, I get it why they did it that way. Yeah. And I like that they did it that way. Mm-hmm. So, I can give him a, a pass. Well, why don't you step with me into the spoiler elevator, Steve? Well, that didn't take very long, did it, brother? Not at all. These elevators um, these days, they're pretty quick. Hmm. Well, um, guys, we'll be saving time on this one, huh? Hmm. Uh, Pardon me while I sharpen my samurai sword. Hold my drink for a minute, Ross, okay? Hold your drink. I'm sharpening my sword. (laughs) Put another umbrella in it. I'm going to... 
balance your drink on my sword here. <laughs> Genji style. Yeah. Ah, I forgot to load up my Uzi as well. I don't think he's ever used an Uzi in that movie. He may not have. He's always used like handguns. It's true. He's supposed to have like his big arsenal. I think he does. He just been hardly been using much. That's very true. Perhaps he'll have more of an arsenal in the third movie. Perhaps. If they are making a third one. The third the third one's already in IMDb by the time. Really? Yes. But I think Ryan Reynolds is like, eh, I don't know why I'm really going to... Yeah, I remember that. I remember he was a little iffy on that. Uh, oh, I like that little ending there. Yeah, a little bit not bad. <laughs> All right. So we're going into the spoiler version of this review of Deadpool 2. So if you haven't seen the movie, make sure that you stop us. Just pause us and then go see the movie and come back. Because we definitely don't want to ruin anything for you. So, yes, I really liked if if we were to, I don't know, if we if we jumped into the the cast. Yeah, sure, Russ. Ryan Reynolds, of course, is just the anchor of this movie. Yeah, I don't think this movie would be nearly as <clears throat> successful if he was replaced. Oh, hiccup came out of nowhere there. Right. <laughs> Yellow for clamped. Um, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> He's so hot. So I really loved how he was able to carry the film. His sense of humor. It, what's interesting is that in just about every movie that he's ever been in, he just, he, he carries on that same style of humor, right. whether it's the movie waiting or it's in blade three or it's um, even in green lantern. But <laughs> You know, it's it's really interesting to to see how like he's able to plug his his sense of humor into these different roles, and and people just like it. I mean, even just friends, just friends was another one that was just just right for him to be able to to participate in. The um, I can't remember his name, but the the cab driver. Oh yeah, I, I was glad to see him back in there. He was a little more extreme this time. I felt like yeah, rightly so. Yeah. He's got his little uh, little jealousy of <clears throat> Deadpool being as badass as he is, and I'm not even sure if it's jealousy so much as it's just he well, just has this, this this big desire to want to also be a superhero, but maybe like, like envy or something. Yeah. What did you think of the different uh, cast choices for X Factor or not X Factor X Force X Force? Um, yeah, they were fine. I mean, they were hardly on the screen that much. Um, I thought it was rewarding to have Domino in there. I mean, she, along with Ryan Reynolds, she made that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was such a gem yeah. on screen. I thought they did a great job on her. Um, I was kind of disappointed that Terry Crews wasn't in it for very long. So hopefully we'll see him back in Deadpool 3 or if they make it a straight X-Force uh, movie, then he'll be in because you, you can't like sign on Terry Crews and be like, oh, you were going to give him three minutes of movie time. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Really? It's Terry Crews. You know, I, I went back and forth with that too, where I wanted to see more of Terry Crews in it, but at the same time, I also just loved how horrible of a plan Deadpool had where like right. he, he basically just ended up just killing off everybody. Yeah. Except for Domino who had like a crazy amount that of luck. Was so funny. That was so funny. 
I don't, I loved all that dialogue between mm-hmm. them. You know, let's just meet in the middle and say that no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Everything she did, like ah, uh, yeah, I didn't know what was gonna happen. You're like, yeah. okay, luck's on your side. Okay, well, she's whatever. We'll see what happens. And then every like guns would jam, and then stuff would just miss her. Yeah, that was funny. Um, what did you think of the kid who they were trying to rescue? Yeah, I thought he was a bit misplaced. Um, I through my I haven't read that much of of uh, Deadpool or X Force, but I, I remember uh, him, him or his little uh, name, his little code name, and I didn't think he really fit. I. I Remember him being this juvenile kind of adolescent teenager and you're kind of, you have a lot of mood swings, but I don't know. As an actor, he was fine, but I just thought he was a bit miscast. Yeah. I was kind of going back and forth with it. I felt like he overacted a bit too much at times. And, and for, for a character like that, I just feel like you want to be able to root for the kid. Yeah. And for him, it was like, I was kind of rooting for him, but at the same time, I found him to be kind of annoying and just, I don't know, like, like I was just completely in the Deadpool camp the whole time. Yeah. I think when you're a teenager, you do have a lot of mood swings, but he was like either 100% left or 100% right. He, he didn't have anything in the middle. Like if he was feeling sorry or he wanted to be friends, it was like, oh yeah, you know, it's we're pals. We're going to get along. And then when he was feeling angry and violent, it wasn't like, uh, no more friends and pals. It's all about killing people. You yeah, know, I'm like, yeah. wait, if you can't be one of, you know, you're either you're all this or you're all that, but you're never really both without anything in the middle. I think if they were to have it just stick mainly with the jail sequence, yeah. and then once they were they got out of jail, then have him toned down a bit until he w- was face to face with the people that tortured him and yeah. abused him and everything else, then have it ramp back up. I think that would have been probably a little more right fitting, I th- suppose, because I just, I just felt like it was just a little too much. It was too much. I mean, he was about to burn down that entire, um, was it orphanage or whatever that was? Um, Something, yeah. I mean, the majority of people in there are all innocent. You know, it was the orderlies who were corrupt and, and mistreating everybody else, but it's like he was going to kill everybody who didn't do anything to him just because he was mad at a select handful of people. Like, right. Really? I don't think so. Josh Brolin... Playing Cable, what do you think of Cable? So Cable, I, I, we we talked about this early on. I'm like, I don't know if Josh Brolin can do it. I mean, he was just Thanos, so Thanos is going to be in the middle of my 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 thought. I absolutely um, love the joke that Ryan yeah, Reynolds did of Thanos. Yeah, yeah, the script in that movie, in this movie, was great. Yeah, um, all the like the little innuendos, uh-huh. and all the Easter eggs, and name drops, and whatever. It was fabulous, but. Um, I remember watching Cable uh, on like the X-Men animated cartoon back in the day and reading the comics. And I don't know if, I think Josh Brolin did a a fine job as Cable. I think, I'm trying to remember the actor's name. There's an actor who played an avatar who was like the the Marine guy, like the the general, the commander. Uh I can't remember his name. I'm going to IMDB him in a second. But he had the, the better look of Cable. I think Josh Brolin probably would have done a better job acting versus this guy, uh-huh. this other guy. Yeah, but Brolin was fine. I mean, he, he's got the great voice and he's got a very hard kind of masculine look uh, that that Cable has. I really liked his performance in the film. I, I thought that he was a was actually a really great fit for Cable. 
And it also too, I mean, just, just his visual look, like what you were kind of mentioning there. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I just, I felt like everything worked out well. If I had to offer any kind of nitpick is just, I felt like he was perhaps just a tad bit too slender. Like, and I think it's just, I've been conditioned to look at cable in the comic books. He seems to be more of a kind of a broader stockier kind of looking well, guy taller too. Yeah. Taller. Yeah. yeah, definitely taller, definitely taller and more brawny. Um, but having said that, I mean, that's not like a deal breaker or anything. And I, like I said, it's, it's, it's a bit more of like a, a nitpicky kind of situation, but you know, looking at IMDB, Vanisher, you know, the, the, the yeah. invisible person yeah. that was actually Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I like really briefly saw Brad Pitt appear. I don't know. I can't remember if like it was when he died. Yeah. It was when he died on, on the, I mean, you saw him for a split second. And yeah. I thought, who was that? I first I thought it was like him, Hugh Jackman or something. I, it was yeah. so fast. Yeah. But no, that, that was pretty cool. There's a lot of different like innuendo. If you, if you weren't paying attention, you'd miss all this stuff. All the, like the references to Logan and Hugh Jackman yeah. and stuff. You realize his, the, the, his, um, uh, Deadpool's cell number or like his prisoner number was the same as in the Miserable. Jean Valjean, who was no. also played by, yeah, it's like two, two zero six four nine or something like that. Oh, it was like the same funny. exact number. Yeah. Now, of course, T.J. Miller made his return as well, playing the same character. And, and um, he didn't have as much of a role this time around. No. But, I mean, I, I feel like like he was needed in the film and just true offering the the supportive role that the character is is there for. Right. And it, like, I think it just worked out fine. Plus, he, too, had some great lines that were just really funny as well. It just, I don't know, it just fit nicely it was nice to see all of them and the, like like the 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 old blind lady too yeah it's cool I mean, it was great again. to see her again um and even um marina who plays vanessa you know she yeah. wasn't in the movie for very long but still like i mean it was just it's i just love having the cat the same cast come back they have a chemistry that um her and uh and wade wilson the way the way she looks at him Man, they have some chemistry on they the do. screen. They really do. Definitely. Is there anyone else that comes to mind that is worth... Uh... You know, I, I thought that... Uh, was it... What was her name? Yukio? Oh, yeah. I can't remember her name exactly, but... Um... She really didn't have any speaking roles, man. But it, but every I, time that they had their little thing where she waved at Deadpool and he waved back, I mean, it, like everybody would always kind of giggle in the theater. Yeah, but she was kind of a waste of a character in a way. I thought, yeah, Yukio, um, Shioli Katsuna. Huh. But I don't know. She just didn't seem like she fit. She was kind of an oddball. It's like she they just wanted her in there to show that she had a lesbian relationship with uh negasonic uh-huh and that's all she was there for and then they brought her in to fight the juggernaut like oh i'm bringing my relationship partner because we need backup you know like <laughs> what you, what about the other well, x-men she, well i mean she was an x-men too but they didn't introduce her as such and so she didn't really well, she had like the x-men uniform on and everything but else. She, and her name was just yukio yeah and I, again i don't, I don't know every single x-men that uh <laughs> yeah. exists. Yeah, I mean, they didn't give her a name. They were just like, oh yeah, it's just Yukio. And, she and, well, you, and you can tell me it, it, it was, she was <laughs> mainly there just for that gag. Exactly. Because she was such like the antithesis of 
or not antithesis, excuse me, not antithesis, but this is the, the opposite of, of uh, what's her name? What's the other one? It's her mega, ex- whatever. I, yeah. Megasonic. Megasonic. Yeah. Like Megasonic is just <laughs> such a Debbie downer the whole time and, and rough and crude. And yeah, you know, meanwhile, Yuko was like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> so going over into plot, what's interesting about this particular sequel is we've, gone from where we have the origin story from the first movie of, of seeing how Wade Wilson turned into Deadpool and also just going after the guy that, that turned him into it, that, that whole thing. And now we're going into this, this new space where he sees his girlfriend get killed, but in front of his eyes. And of course that's the love of his life. She's the reason for him living on, you know, yada, Basically, yada, yada. Yeah. And so it, it, the way they set it up, I thought was really cool because she's dead. And of course he can't die. Like he, he tries all these different ways of trying to off himself, but he just can't cause he just regenerates. And so it's interesting to, to see the conflict that he has where he's trying to literally just, just end his life so he can be rejoined with his girlfriend but he comes to this this stark realization that he has in order to like like almost like be worthy of being able to join her that he has to you know have this act of selflessness and be able to love this kid you know be able to want to protect this kid that sort of thing and so it's interesting to see how how that has has been kind of pushed forward and then of course Using that as kind of the foundation, then they they start to also weave in cable and, and and showing like just what his purpose is of being in the film and that sort of thing. What did you think of of that trajectory? I didn't. I I well, I thought that they were basically showing. See, in the comic book, Deadpool obviously dies a lot. Yeah. You know, even in this one, I mean, he's getting, he's blown apart. He's ripped in half. He's, you know, he's got <laughs> whatever. So, um, in the comic, he actually has this love, loving relationship with death. And I am taking a wild stab here, but, um, I'm wondering if what they were trying to convey, at least with her mm-hmm. being in this, not necessarily heavenly state because it was, it wasn't really heaven. It was some sort of afterlife or purgatory or whatever it was uh, that he couldn't be a part of, but she kind of held the keys to his afterlife or pushing him back into consciousness. So Mm. I'm wondering if that's what they're trying to convey that, that she is, it will become like the mistress of death or something later on in, in the film. And I'm also wondering why, I mean, even Deadpool one, um, he, uh, Wade Wilson is absolutely fine until he starts this relationship with her. And then he gets like just a ton of cancer, like cancer overload. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm connecting some random dots, but it kind of starts to make sense. Yeah. Um, with cable though, I mean, cable's an interesting character. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't not really connect the dots with, with, um, Wade cable and, and, uh, her, but I mean, Cable's origin story. We, I mean, that that's a random one. Yeah, you know, Cable's the son of Scott Summers and Jean Grey. 
I'm a little rusty on all of that. I, I haven't looked at the X-Men comics in a while. Is that, is that correct? So, well, we're going to get, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but it was basically <laughs> Mr. Sinister had his fas- fascination with right. Scott Summers and Jean Grey. He made like this dark clone of Jean, of Jean Grey and then Scott Summers and this clone basically had a kid and that kid was Cable. So, huh. All so right. then regular Jean Grey and Scott Summers raised Cable up and, and then future past, future past, future back and forth. Anyway. Yeah. So the plot itself in the film is actually pretty straightforward if you, if you really think about it because it centers around this kid who is troubled. Deadpool has to kind of redeem him. I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> oh, that was awesome. Pardon me. <laughs> um... Deadpool is tasked with trying to redeem this kid to prevent him from carrying out the the murder of this ward of sorts. And if he doesn't, then, and of course, that's how Cable gets weaved in, is that we discover later on that this kid, as he gets older, will end up murdering Cable's family. And so that's why Cable goes back in time, because he needs to stop this kid from murdering the family, which I thought was great. I, I think that's a good setup in terms of Cable as a neutral character. He's not a bad guy. He's not even necessarily a good guy. Right. He, he's just kind of, he's in that neutral zone. And, and it's great just in terms of how he first meets with Deadpool and then seeing, I, I actually really appreciated the, the the journey that the two characters went on. Yeah. So like by the end of the film, it was like they had this budding friendship, this understanding for and respect for each other, that sort of thing. I liked how this movie was not you know, some earth shattering world's going to end big. Yes. You know, buff mutant. I mean, it's so refreshing. I mean, I just want a good superhero movie, you know, some butt kicking, some action comedy. And, you know, you don't, you, you watch the trailer and you think that Cable's the villain. And I think we talked about that before where I'm going, Cable's not a villain at all. Like he takes on apocalypse later on in, uh, in the comic. So he's not, I'm like, what are they doing? So yeah. Um, a lot of, a lot of, surprises and stuff that I was not expecting, but, and and it was refreshing to see them, you know, kind of work out their differences and all the different innuendos. I'm not racist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The the whole banter was just brilliant. Yeah. But like, like, like I said, I thought it was so funny. I was just laughing nonstop at just everything in there. And, and it was great too. Like like Josh Brolin has his own kind of style that he brings right. to his characters, and I think he played off perfectly yeah, against Ryan did. Reynolds. He did. Um, what did you think of the scene where after um, Juggernaut rips uh, Deadpool in half and he's back uh, with his friends and stuff, um, and you see the little kid legs? I, I at first I thought that was funny. I'm because yeah, in the first one you see his little hand yeah. growing back after his hand gets chopped <laughs> off. So I, okay, I got it. It was funny. I thought they dragged it on a little bit too long. You know, I mean, you know, um, everyone who came in the room had to comment on it. And <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I mean, it was funny, but I just thought it was a little bit dragged out. I don't know. I, but it wasn't so far dragged out that I was kind of rolling my eyes and being like, okay, move on. Cause someone else had something fresh to say about it. Yeah. But I'm glad they ended it when they did, man. Just, I love that basic instinct thing that he did where he crossed uh, his legs. Golly. <laughs> the whole, I mean, the humor is so sharp. I mean, when I think of different comedies 
that I've seen over the years, I really have a hard time thinking of a movie that, that is on the same level as these Deadpool movies. Cause it, they just, they really do just take it to a whole other level. And I just, I, I just love it. I think it's, it's wonderful. If you're down for it, I'd love to be able to go see this movie again, just to have like a, a bro date. I would, I would definitely, well, I don't know if I want to see it in the theater when I, I don't know. <sighs> They turned it up so loud, it was distorting, and it wasn't like clear sound. It was just loud. Mm. Um, so that kind of took a little bit away. I would love. I'm picking up the movie yeah. when it comes out in you know a month and a half. Um, <laughs> right when it leaves the theater, it's coming out on Blu-ray. Yeah. So I, I definitely want to watch it there again. I want to watch Avengers, you know, with you again mm. in this theater for sure. But um, oh, I'm there. <laughs> I'm so there. What did you think of the uh, the CG for for Cable versus uh, Colossus? So the so here's my deal. Um, this movie was done by I want to say it was 20th Century Fox. Yeah. What's interesting is that these these studios tend to I mean they'll, they'll hire certain special effects houses um, that. Well, you know, the the special effects houses themselves, they'll bounce between studios and they'll work on stuff. But I also, it, I just get the feeling like each studio also has their own kind of CG look. And yeah. I'm trying to put my finger on it. I can't quite figure it out. But there are several 20th Century Fox movies that incorporate special effects. And they just have what I like to call the 20th Century Fox style. And mm. I don't know if it's due to the directors that tend to work for 20th century Fox or the cinematographers or technical director. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but the visual effects that I tend to see in those movies tends to be different than say that of universal studios or new line cinema or whatever it is. But having said that, I mean, there are times too, when like, for instance, like, like 20th century Fox, you know, they helped with, um, with star Wars and of course, star Wars is ILM and they have their own kind of visual effects look. And you can, you can typically tell like if ILM has a hand in something, uh, if it's transformers or if it's star Wars or whatever it is. Anyway, I don't want to go too much on a tangent on this thing, but it was just one of those things that I, I just found myself thinking about. And I was, and, cause I was looking at the, the visual effects in the movie and they certainly are not as refined as some of the other visual effects. Like if you were to compare this to Avengers infinity war, there's no comparison. Avengers infinity war completely blows it out of the water. However, having said that though, Deadpool is a comedy. It's an action comedy. It's a buddy comedy. And so it's almost as if like they're kind of intentionally trying to make some of those things not quite as polished. Hmm. which I think actually is okay. I think it's actually kind of, I would, I prefer it to be that way. Right. I thought that they did an excellent job with uh cables arm. Yeah. Like if you, if you come, if you compare it to, let's say the, the, the metal and Colossus body, or even like the metal, let's say on, on winter soldiers arm, mm-hmm. I did not want it to look like that. Yeah. And they didn't. Yeah. Uh, I thought he looked good. Actually, to be quite honest, Cable's got the that 
it's basically an infection. Right. Um, and so you, so you see it kind of grown into him. It's not like he, you know, half his body. I loved off. how that looked. The, the, it the looked prac- good. Yeah. Those parts in particular, I was very impressed. Yeah. Even, uh, remember I, a few episodes back, I was like, I wonder how they're going to do his eye because, you know, sometimes his eye flashes. They did great on his yeah. eye. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they really did put a lot of TLC into Cable itself. The, the some of the areas I felt were like like looked a little too CG ish was I felt Colossus could have looked a little more yeah, photo oh, yeah, real for sure. I also Colossus. felt like Juggernaut was also too CG ish. Right. They they should have put a little more TLC into that as well. So, do you anticipate that there will be a Deadpool three? I think there will be. Uh, there, I haven't heard or read or seen or anything uh, negative about. Deadpool 2. You know, Ryan Reynolds has actually gone on record saying that he doubts that there will be a 3. Yeah, I think he's playing it safe. Um, I, I, Part of me thinks he doesn't want to be typecast as everyone who sees Ryan Reynolds now is just going to think Deadpool and so if he plays another movie, they can't see him out of character. Which I get it from that standpoint, but uh, at the same time, there is a lot of money in it because he the first movie was great. I mean, it was pretty much groundbreaking, a rated R comic book movie that everybody enjoys. Mm-hmm. Even, if you, even if you're not a comic book fan, you just want an action comedy. There you go. Uh, and this one still toes the line. It doesn't. It's not a weak movie, uh, not a, or a weak sequel by any sort. It's not. I I don't know if they're going to do a Deadpool three or not. I think it's going to obviously it's going to depend on how well this movie does. I think this movie will probably do pretty well yeah. just because the first one was um, just well received. It was definitely a spreading of the, you know, just word of mouth for people like, Oh, you got to see this movie. You got to see this, you know? So there, I, I think the only question I have though, really is where do they go from here? Yeah. In terms of the Deadpool character, because they've already really, I mean, they've had the, they've done the origin story. They've been able to explore, Deadpool without having his, his wife there. And they keep making these kind of nudges toward the X-Men, which I've got to say is just that that's also, (laughs) it's just hilarious how, how much they leveraged just the, the mansion and him messing with professor Xavier's stuff. And just even that one scene where everybody, they dressed up that, you know, X-Men days of future past. They did cast just for like that one second when they go, (gasps) you know, they close the door. Uh I mean, that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We don't want to be a part of that would be kind of funny if, uh, well, not really funny, but it'd be interesting if Deadpool actually leads the way, uh, for 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 the for the, the return of the X to be cool again, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, bring back character here, character there, like maybe Mystique or Rogue or something like that. Some of the X Men that maybe join X Force. I'm thinking that Marvel Studios is probably going to be next in line to really do a reboot for the X Men itself because, as you know, they acquired those right. assets from Fox. And so I, I I think that's probably what will most likely happen when when it comes to the X Men. But I I just I gotta say again, you know, I was thinking about how much humor was in the first one, and Ryan Reynolds is just he's a motor mouth. I mean, like he's the the perfect person to play the Merc with a mouth because he just has all kinds of jokes that are just going on all the time, and it's impressive when I think about how in this movie. 
yeah, they they recycled a couple of of jokes, but they but they were appropriate because of just what they had established in the first movie. Other than that, though, like everything else that they had as gags or jokes or whatever were completely original. And I mean, that's saying something just because it's not like, oh, they're setting this, uh, they're setting up this big thing and then they're done with it and it goes away. It's like, I mean, it, it's like it's joke after joke after joke just verbally is, is just so well executed, so sharp. Yeah. I mean, it's just a feast for the ears. They, uh, they obviously alluded to X-Force, but they didn't really say like, this is the X-Force sort of thing. I mean, I remember at the end they kind of did, but mm-hmm. uh, I would I would think they would do a Deadpool 3 before they did an X-Force because they need need a little bit more history with some of the characters in order to have a fully-fledged team that's not just, you know, people who decided to not be X-Men and be X-Force and leave the Academy, you know? Yeah. Um, I think they would need some, some more people. But, you know, he time traveled back and he saved that one dude's life. The regular guy who didn't have any abilities, <laughs> he just answered the ad. So you would, you would kind of think that he would have saved everyone else's life. And even though they didn't show it, you can, you might be able to believe that. I mean, I guess that would be <clears throat> acceptable. I would think that, that, uh, he, he did save a few more folks lives. I mean, that, I would like to see Terry Crews' character come back. Uh, I think we're led to believe that too because yeah. he went back in time. We didn't see every character because I think that would have been overkill. I think it yeah. would, the joke would have become stale if they were to do like painstakingly every person. Right. Although, having said that, if they were to approach each one with a different novel way of, of him trying to save each person, I think that would have been... I mean, I, yeah, that could, that could have been successful too. I don't see them taking or bringing back Shatterstar. Um, I just don't see it. I don't know. He was part of that whole kind of mojo, uh, otherworldly outer space kind yeah. of thing. I think that's too far. But Shatterstar is a part of that whole kind of yeah. X world. Yeah, I, see, I know. I see it, but I, I, I don't think they're going to make a big deal of him. Well, let's go into some IMDb trivia here. And then afterwards, we will give our conclusions. How about mm, that? Sounds great. The sequel was announced three days before the release of the original Deadpool movie in 2016. That's confidence. That is confidence right there. I think some studio execs went, oh, we're going to make some money on this. (laughs) Go ahead, give them the green light. Excellent work, Jensen. Let's see here. Well, if you remember at the end of Deadpool 1, at the end of the credits, he comes out and he says, oh, by the way, there's going to be Deadpool 2 and uh, there's going to be cable in it. Remember? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Brad Pitt met with the director to discuss the part of Cable, but couldn't commit due to scheduling conflicts. He couldn't be a Cable. I can't see it. I think Josh Brolin was a much better fit. Ryan Reynolds personally offered Rob Delaney the role of Peter after seeing him in Catastrophe in 2015. That's pretty cool. Like have someone who's like kind of the, the anchor of something that's really successful coming to go, I want you. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds played a heavy hand in this movie. Well, he, I mean, he, I mean the first movie, I mean, he's, he is dedicated to the character. He, he that's, that's why even in the Wolverine movie, I mean, he started out as Deadpool with that. And I loved how he poked fun at that. But even in the credits, like he, I think he helped produce it. He might have. And and wrote it. Like he yeah, wasn't yeah. just acting. He played a bigger part. Yeah, yeah. He was he was definitely uh heavily involved. Right. When Domino 
debuted in the New Mutants comic books. She was actually Deadpool's girlfriend, Vanessa, in disguise for several issues. In the comic books, Vanessa is the mutant copycat who can shapeshift and mimic other people, similar to Mystique. She posed as Domino to infiltrate X-Force, while the real Domino was held prisoner. This resulted in Domino holding a long-term grudge against both Deadpool and Vanessa. A little comic book uh, trivia there for you. Let's see here. One of the taglines of the movie, quote, take your passion and make it happen, end quote, is taken from the lyrics of Flash Dance's What a Feeling. <laughs> One of the movie posters shows Deadpool laying back on a chair, thrusting his hips up with a rain of bullets falling on him. I love that poster. <laughs> This is a direct reference, of course, to the Flashdance movie poster. Let's see here. What else do we have? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Of course, in the final trailer, Deadpool says, Pump the hate breaks, Thanos. This is in reference to Avengers Infinity War. Josh Brolin, who plays Cable in this movie, is also Thanos, as you and I are well aware. And that's got to be just... That's something we actually forgot to mention. What a a shrewd move by his agent to be able to plug him into two Marvel movies as different characters. Of course. Let's see here. Does it say anything about all the different movie references? I mean, they referenced, I mean, Terminator, they meant they referenced, uh, Avengers. I mean, even with, uh, them saying, oh, what was it? You know, the sun's going down, the sun's going down sort of thing to, to Juggernaut, which was the same thing that Black Widow said to the Hulk to try and calm him down. Yeah, I don't think that the trivia will have every single one of those listed, but I, I mean, you, you can go online and you can, I mean, there are people who are yeah. listing just all these just different references. And again, it's a testament to just how smartly written this whole thing was. Right. Russell Crowe was Deadpool co-creator Rob Layfield's choice for Cable. And he actually, I'd be curious to see how he'd do with that. Yeah, I don't think he has that. He doesn't have the cable look. He's definitely a more brawny kind of a guy. I don't think he has the cable look. Josh Brolin really has that jaw. He does. Yeah. And the voice. Yeah, and the voice. I mean, Russell Crowe has, would be, have a, a good kind of gr gruff voice as well. He can't get rid of the accent that, that well. <laughs> Hello, mate. All right. <laughs> I'm from the future. <laughs> he doesn't sound that <laughs> thick of an accent when he's yeah. acting. Oh man. All right. Well, let me see. Let me let me see if I can find something else in here. Get some juicy Russ. Take a look. Uh, some juice. Give me some Kool-Aid, but with a kick. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yes, this is the one that you were talking about, Steve, when Deadpool is writing his plan to save Russell, which that was the other thing, too, we forgot to talk about. Like, I, I, Considering the fact that we uh, share the same name, uh, it was kind of funny, like, how many times he was screaming my name in the, in the theater. I'm like, I'm right here, Ryan. Just come and save me. <laughs> when Deadpool is writing his plan to save Russell, you can see that he wrote... Prisoner 24601 on the board, which is a reference to Hugh Jackman's character in Le Miserable, which is what you just mentioned. Let's see here. Deadpool 2 now holds the title 
of being the last film featuring Hugh Jackman as Wolverine as he appears through stock footage from the X-Men Origins Wolverine 2009. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They really left the door open for a lot of different stuff to happen because um, especially with him being able to, to use Cable's time-shifting device and he went back and changed the... You know the, the the course of things in those different movies. I mean, there could they left the door open. Yeah. So this next one actually is something I took note of: the first Marvel film not to feature a Stan Lee cameo by appearing. Yeah. Himself in the film. Yeah, I noticed that. I was waiting for him to appear. I'm like, oh man, he's not in this one. Uh oh. Yeah, he only appears briefly as a kind of a. a I think like a picture montage or something like that. But yeah, like I took note of that. I was like, whoa, where's Stan? Yeah. Cause he was in the first one. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I think that's about all the, the, the juicy morsels from the IMDB trivia. But, uh, in conclusion, I guess, uh, I'll go first. I was going to say you go first this time. Okay. Okay. Thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Mm. I can't wait to see it again. Um, I don't think it was necessarily better than the first. I think it was different than the first. Even though you had the same style of humor, I think the plot overall was appropriate in terms of just acting as a vehicle to just to go forward from where they had their origin story. I did think that um, that was a pretty heavy moment to like just actually take out his girlfriend because... Um, of course, the first movie that was all it was all about getting back with his true love. And at the end of the first one, he, he um, he's back with her again. And the second one, it's like, oh, and not only that, but like he takes it on himself as um, the one responsible for her dying. He wasn't able to protect her, that sort of thing. I definitely liked having these other characters. I think that Domino and Cable being introduced as kind of his sidekick, so to speak, really make for great chemistry as we talked about earlier. I mean, just having each one of their, their personality types working in conjunction, even with like Colossus and um, I was forget her name, mega, whatever her name is. Yeah. Megasonic. Megasonic. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Steve. Indeed. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, once again, I will definitely be, be picking it up and purchasing it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think it was a fresh change from the whole world is going to end kind of thing. I think that um, it's it's just it's a it's just a great time. You go you go to the theater and you leave the theater feeling good, and it was it's just a, a fun experience. So all in all, I would say I would I would give it uh, four stars. Yeah, I walked in here, Russ, thinking three and three quarter stars. Mm, there but, you go with those three quarters again, right? But. I am feeling generous. A bit more uppity. Generous. Let's say generous. Is the Prozac kicking in, Steve? I, I thinking about it and talking to you about it, I, I feel that I, I'm, I'm going to give it a four star rush. Oh. I'm going to give it a four star. Yeah. You know, I was talking about it with some buddies of mine. I'm like, yeah, you know, three and three quarters. I, I, I think I'm going to. Here's the deal, yo. With all the superhero saturation and all the montage and this, that, and the other, and with sequels here and there and having the up and the ante and everything, they really did a very, very good job. Not only with you know with the budget that they had, 
Um, but having an original screenplay that was fresh and surprising and funny um, and a lot of stuff that you just wouldn't expect mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, not having there be like this huge mega villain that we have to deal with for, you know, it, it was only um, more kind of self-discovery and more, um, you know, team building, I guess I could say. I don't know. It was just, yeah, I I definitely want to see it again. If if it's in the theater or I'm definitely picking it up, almost like that, I'll have to wait till I pick it up. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I would would give it a four just because it was such a good time to see. And um, many movies lately, I've just been able to anticipate what's going to happen. And so it's really nice to to go in there have a bunch of people who maybe aren't comic book buffs, but are laughing their tails off at this nice action comedy. It's not for everybody. You know, no one can just walk in there and be like, oh, you know, I'm going to have a great time because it's an action comedy. Right. So you have to be, you, you have to like the humor. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it makes sense just because the plot itself, if, if you remove the humor, the plot is actually very straightforward. Right. It, it, there's there's not a lot of, of big aha moments or anything of, of that nature. I mean, you have a couple of things with regards to cable and stuff, but the humor is just is the star of the show. Right. So, well, I'm excited that uh, we see eye to eye on that one, Steve. Pupil to pupil. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, that wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Make sure you tune in next week as we have a very special guest in the form of Jesse Snyder, who is one of the uh, gaming industry veterans. He's worked on a number of big titles, including Call of Duty and Halo 4. We're going to be uh, picking his brain a bit, and it's going to be a grand time. Stop poking me in the brain. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and pledge $1 a month for exclusive access to the show. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.com slash joygasm TV, as well as what, Steve? Spotify! That's right. Last but not least... Search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. And, you know, this week, now that I'm back in town, we're going <laughs> to actually resume that. We'll see you next time. Later.